Where is hell? Know thyself so you never fear hell again. Does hell exist? This question keeps anyone that's Christian or was a Christian awake at night and anxious just about every day of their life. Studies have shown that religious people are the most afraid of death. As a Christian, you really could never be sure of where you stood because of so many contradictions. Hence, the daily anxiety. Not only for yourself, but for family members because you feared for them. The hope of all religious people is that they will live their life the right way in hopes that they will get their reward in heaven. You'll learn later in the video that when you read the Bible, it doesn't tell you that heaven is a place you go when you die. You'll learn the Bible actually gives you the ancient truth about where heaven is located. It's more empowering than we were taught. The Christian concept of hell is control mechanisms that are truly fear-based. Most Christians hope the next person is as afraid of getting eternally punished for doing wrong as they are, so it will keep everyone in check. Therefore, I'm going to be safe from harm if everybody believes the same. Or we just want what we feel is justified for the punishment of a wrongdoer. But the truth is that the concepts we were taught as heaven and hell are not biblical at all. They're doctrines that became traditions that the Catholic Church Fathers opportunistically incorporated to control the masses. Christianity is the only religion that has an eternal hell that no one can escape or ever have redemption. Think about it. You can do one thing and go to the Christian idea of hell and never ever be forgiven by God. I asked myself a long time ago, as a father, is there anything my children could do in this life that is so terrible I would never ever forgive them? It would be analogous to sending them to jail and never let them out for the rest of their days. My answer was no. As a person that is compassionate, there is nothing that my children could do that I could never forgive them for. As Christians, we were supposed to be children of God. That would mean that if God could send me or any one of his children to hell for eternity, without any chance for redemption ever again, that I would be more compassionate than him. In the context of a Christian mind, I ask myself, am I more compassionate than God? I could forgive my children, but he would never forgive me. Even as a Christian, many years ago, I came to the conclusion that there is no way that I could be more compassionate than God. Therefore, I had to question the idea of an eternal hell. Common sense spoke to me more than accepting the doctrines without questioning them. As I researched later, I found that logically, hell does not exist, and philosophically, an eternal hell did not exist until Christianity adopted the idea created in the mind of an obviously tormented Christian soul that was a renowned poet in the Middle Ages. I'll share with you my research. My hope is, is that it will be the foundation to relieve you from the torment and anxiety that you may have lived with for so many years. 
Even after I left Christianity, the question of hell persisted in the back of my mind until I began the research and learning about ancient Kemetic spirituality years later. Deep down, I would wonder, what if they were right? I can hope this will be the start of your research. Only you can free yourself. The truth is, hell cannot exist when you understand the ancient metaphysical principles that Christianity borrowed from ancient Kemet and then twisted into religion for the ill-informed masses. Heaven was its opposite that you would get as a reward. But the original concept of heaven is actually more empowering than what we were taught as Christians. In this short presentation, I will answer these two questions. What does the Bible say about heaven and hell? What do the ancient African originators of the spiritual concepts say about heaven and hell? So here are the facts. Traditionally, most of us that were Christian have been taught many things that were not even biblical. The possibility of going to heaven and hell are traditions that were taught to us that are not biblical. We've accepted without question and on faith because we were told to. But the facts that we've been traditionally taught are not the truth nor contained in the official documents of the original governing body of Christianity, the Catholic Church. An eternal place of fiery torment for a soul does not exist. It was co-opted by the Vatican. Where did the idea of an eternal hell originate? It started with the Christian father Augustine of Alexandria. According to Samuel G. Dawson in his book, The Teachings of Jesus, he states, The advocacy of hell came primarily on the scene with Augustine. In no other respect did Augustine differ more widely from origin than the Alexandrians or the Eastern Church than his intolerant spirit. Even Tertullian conceded to all the right of opinion. In other words, Augustine wanted to shut down anyone questioning anything that was given as doctrine by the church. That meant inventing something so heinous that it would frighten the masses into submission. Well, in walks the perfect opportunity when a poet wrote a poem about his vision of what hell was like. The Catholic Church got the idea from an Italian poet named Dante Alighieri from the poem called The Inferno, where he described different levels of hell. He made it up from his own tormented mind. The Catholic Church opportunistically used this idea to put in place church doctrines about hell. But the official church documents, the Bible, and the Catechism, which sums up in book form the beliefs of the Catholic faithful, tell a different tale. Two of the last three popes have said that hell is not a place. They seem to want to tell the truth, but the official word from the Vatican made them backtrack on their statements. John Paul II in 1999 was quoted in the New York Times in an article you can Google titled Hell Getting a Makeover. Catholic Jesuits call it a painful state, but not so furious. In the article, John Paul II defines hell as a closely chosen consequence of refusing to love God, a state of mind, not a place. What? Hell is not a place? It's a state of mind? 
He actually came clean about the ancient teachings that I'm sure he was aware of in the Vatican. He stated what the official teachings of the church state. Later, in 2018, Pope Francis appears to deny hell as a place of existence as well. He was quoted in an article from the news outlet, The Guardian. In an article titled, Vatican Scrambles to Clarify Pope's Denial that Hell Exists. In the article, he states, During the meeting, Scalafari, the reporter, asked the Pope where bad souls go, to which he was quoted as responding, They are not punished. Those who repent obtain God's forgiveness and take their place among the ranks of those who contemplate him. But those who do not repent and cannot be forgiven disappear. A hell doesn't exist. The disappearance of sinning souls exists. The Vatican had to put out an official statement after each of these popes backtracking on their statements. But what they said was in alignment with their document that is supposed to be a summary of the official teachings of the Catholic Church, known as the Catechism. What does the Catholic Catechism officially say about hell? And I quote, We cannot be united with God unless we freely choose to love him. But we cannot love God if we sin gravely against him, against our neighbor, or against ourselves. He who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Our Lord warns us that we should be separated from him if we fail to meet the serious needs of the poor and the little ones who are his brethren. To die in mortal sin without repenting and accepting God's merciful love means remaining separated from him forever by our own free choice. This state of definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the blessed is called hell. The official word is that hell is not a place but a state of mind in which you choose to separate from God. Pope John Paul II and Pope Francis were not out of line with the official teachings of the church, but they were out of line with traditions and non-biblical doctrines. In his book, The Teaching of Jesus, Samuel G. Dawson states, most of what we believe about hell comes from Catholicism and ignorance of the Old Testament, not from the Bible. I now believe that hell is the invention of Roman Catholicism. And surprisingly, most, if not all, of our popular concepts of hell can be found in the writings of the Roman Catholic writers like the Italian poet Dante Alighieri, author of Dante's Inferno. So the Catholic Church has used the threat of hell for centuries against us. But a little research from what I provide here will help you understand that the idea was made up in the minds of power-hungry, sick, and twisted minds of men that were hell-bent on getting you to conform to their edicts. It was psychological warfare that you were ill-equipped to fight because they told you to have faith, to trust them, and never question your faith and trust. A lack of faith didn't warrant a breach of trust in them but was confirmation of your inability to follow the word of God. In other words, something was wrong with you for not believing and trusting them strong enough. They knew the truth, but you didn't because you had faith 
and trusted them. I know so many speak of the feeling of betrayal when they find the truth. You never had a chance because they've been practicing this psychological warfare for almost 2,000 years. But I'm going to help you beat this idea rationally so you can begin to release the grip of going to hell from your psyche. One way to do that is by understanding the ancient teachings that spawned all three Abrahamic religions. That would be the teachings from ancient Kemet. Understanding the meaning of as above, so below, as within, so without, will get you past the fear of hell because not only is it logical, but also intuitive and common sense. There is an ancient concept of correspondence, which means there is an equivalence or connection between two different things. Today we call it an analogy. Therefore, correspondence means something is analogous to or like something else. The concept of correspondence is the origin of the saying, as above, so below, as within, so without. It simply means that there is a correspondence of all things in the physical that arose from the metaphysical. In other words, there is nothing in our physical world that's not analogous to other aspects from the metaphysical world and the universe. That's because everything is the source of creation in a different form. The ancients would say that human beings and all of nature arose from a world beyond the physical or the metaphysical. In other words, out of the spiritual world came the physical world. You've heard the idea of as above, so below in the Lord's Prayer, where it's stated, as on earth, as it is in heaven. It's the same concept stated a different way. Again, the ancient Africans taught there can be nothing in the physical world that does not have something analogous to it in the metaphysical world that it was created from. Any ancient symbolism is based on the idea of correspondence. Even ancient language was originally based on correspondence or analogy. For example, if an indigenous people saw an airplane for the first time, they might call it an iron bird. That's because it flies just like a bird does. The airplane corresponds or is analogous to a bird. You can extrapolate this concept to the religious idea of hell. It means if there's nothing that corresponds to an eternal hell in our physical world, that it cannot exist as a place we go to after we die and shed our bodies as a metaphysical being or soul. The second part of that saying that most don't hear is as within, so without. It means that all that is outside of you, your physical reality, is a reflection or analogous to that which is within you. In other words, your outside world corresponds to your most intimate thoughts and beliefs. Another way of saying this is you create your reality based on your thoughts and beliefs. Your physical reality is designed to reflect or correspond to your innermost beliefs to be feedback for you. That's actually the role of the ego mind. It's to give you feedback about your outer world. Experiencing your life or outer world is supposed to help you figure out how to change from within so that you can make your outer world reflect who you are being within and what you desire. Change from within and you will change your reality and physical experience. 
These ancient comedic principles are very powerful concepts to grasp on your journey from religion to African spirituality. They'll connect you mind, body, and spirit. When you truly grasp these ideas, your fears and anxieties will begin to melt away. You'll find peace in so many areas of your life. I say again with 100% certainty that an eternal hell of fiery torment does not exist. But through fear, you can create your own personal hell. Find peace within, knowing that you can connect with your natural state of being. You're a soul having a human experience. You are powerful. You are gods and goddesses experiencing earth for a short time. What about heaven? Now first understand this is not meant to be an attack on religion and their beliefs. It's meant to give you something that's more empowering for you in your day-to-day living. A place called heaven does not exist either. It's again traditionally taught as a place, but it's not biblical. The King James Version of the Bible actually tells you where heaven is. So what does the Bible actually say about heaven? In Luke chapter 17, verse 20 through 21, it says, And when he was demanded from the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So the Bible tells you, just like hell, heaven is a state of mind. When you truly grasp the original concept, it becomes useful and practical in your everyday life. What did the ancient Africans say about hell? Their idea of hell and monsters are metaphorical. As stated before, hell is not a place. For the ancient Africans, there was a hell, but it's like an obstacle course with different obstacles you must get through to obtain wisdom, not anything as a punishment. The Greek Gnostics, which were students of the ancient Egyptian priests, and their understanding of these ancient African concepts became the foundation for what became Christianity. The Greek term for hell is Hades, which is the underworld ruled by the Greek god Hades. Because of our Christian orientation, we believe the underworld is somewhere different than earth. But what is the underworld or Hades according to the Greeks? For them, the underworld is earth. From a perspective of a soul, earth is the place where a soul descends from above down into the underworld that is called earth. Earth as the underworld stays true to the ancient Egyptian teachings. Remember, Osiris is taught as the god of the underworld in ancient Egypt. Osiris is the portion of the soul within a human body, according to the ancient Egyptians. That means as a soul in physical form, you are in the underworld or hell right now. This life is as hellacious as it will ever be, if you believe it to be. Life has obstacles that you work to overcome and gain wisdom. Heaven and hell are your states of mind, not places that you go to. You create either place within you. The official church documents say that, but you've been taught differently. Why? Because it will keep you in fear and therefore controllable. 
The Christian ideas of heaven and hell are designed to put you in a state of fear and disempowerment. As a vibrational state, fear cuts you off from your own higher wisdom. Understanding the comedic concepts of heaven and hell becomes a practice of practical everyday life application for you. It becomes empowering because with the ancient paradigm, heaven and hell become states of mind that you choose to create from within yourself and not tools for reward or punishment decided by men that use them against you. Heaven as an inner state becomes practical in the sense that you're creating a positive and joyful environment within you. It's a high vibrational state of being that you don't go to, but you become. In this state, you gain access to the higher levels of knowledge that will empower you to become a G-O-D, which means greatness on display. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe, like, and share with anyone that will be consciously expanded and vibrationally uplifted by this.